What's up? Even though Ferris has the window open and they're just uh, <laughs> was killing some shit. We are just driving back from uh, Newcastle here in Australia. Uh, we just went and saw Chris Goffert, who many of you who are in uh, Predictable Cells will know because he's been around and lives with us, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Chris the G. We just watched him compete, and that was lit. Uh, I saw him get a, uh, a couple of medals, which was fucking sick. That guy moved in with me a little while ago, and he, uh, like, had fucking... Uh, it's his story to tell, but he's come a long way. Um, so driving back, and I realized we didn't have an episode for 100 Mondays, and uh, I thought that this would be a great place to start for us to do something, and Ferris is with me. This what is what the up? first time I've done 100 Mondays with, uh, that wasn't just by myself. Um, we have like an hour and a half's drive at least left, an <laughs> hour and 22 minutes, so like this might be short, it might be long, I don't know, but what I do know is that my topic today is one where I want to talk about something that is it's really interesting. Um, I think it happens a lot in, in, in marketing, I think it happens a lot in uh, sales, I think it happens a lot in delivery, I think it happens a lot in personal relationships. And I want to call it an integrity breach. Mm. Um, I was having a, a conversation with uh, a newer client of ours this week, uh, Tell, and um, he was communicating the, the the type of person that he was getting into the services that they were doing were always they were always inquiring when they were broke, um, and while they were inquiring as if, like, while they were broke, the main thing that kept coming back to it is, and this wasn't just in, 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 in the, the instance of, of Tell's instance, but it was more like I started speaking in, like, uh, holistic industry terms of taking clients on that aren't actually meant to be your client, and it's a breach of integrity because you end up taking someone on who you don't actually have the ability to help or want to help because you want to make money as opposed to actually work with someone who's a better fit for your service at the same time as well. And it actually ends up putting you in a position where you actually end up going backwards, not forwards in business. And I think it's a pretty interesting topic, right? Um, the whole integrity breach uh, situation, like, when you start, actually this, this is how it came about. I remember chatting to him about it and it was more about marketing than taking clients on. And the marketing itself, because I've had an old, like a mentor who used to tell me like, you know, you need to, what you need to do is you need to market shit to people who, sorry, what you need to market to them is what they want. You need to market what they want, you need to sell them what they want. And I feel like that is something that, like, I, I challenge. It's outdated in a way. Like, I don't know if that's something that I really, 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 really align with, right? And like, the uh, the way in which I saw it's a little bit different, and that's where the the main integrity breach comes in. Where it's like you think you have to sell them something that they want, so you sell them on something that they, that, that you don't really want to sell because you think it's something that they want. And you end up hating the client, you end up hating uh, the delivery of it, and you end up hating the conversations you're having at that point in time. And I remember, like, myself, when I started breaking through that, like, 
I was at our old apartment and I was I was like chatting to Chris, the guy we just went and uh, watched compete in bodybuilding. I was like, fuck man, like I hate talking about fucking automations and workflows and shit that like people want to be talking about. And I asked myself the question like what is it that I want to be talking about on a daily basis? Like, what are the topics I really want to be talking about? And it came down to like, uh, I want to talk about marketing. I want to talk about how awful looking methodology is. I want to talk about pipeline. I want to talk about client success. I want to talk about all these things that like, I actually enjoy talking about, talking about and like, I would die on my sword to talk about because it's something that there's like an expert nature there in some degree. And if, if, if I'm not talking about uh, the stuff that I actually want to get up and talk about it on a daily basis, then what happens is uh, I breach the integrity of myself within the actual content context of what it is that I'm actually doing. And I feel like a sellout and I fucking hate what I'm doing. Um, and I found that the, the main contributing factor to that was depending on what type of business you want to end up running, right? Like if you just want like this thing that just makes money, but you don't, you never feel connected to, you just see it as like a, it's a word, like. It's just income, right? Yeah, just income, right? But like, you don't mind if you don't like the work that you're doing, then that's okay. But my suspicion is that the people that listen to this, like that's not who, who listens to this. Yeah, no. My suspicion is that the people that listen to this, like, they actually want to enjoy what they're doing on like any respective and given day, right? And the the integrity breach that people experience with the way in which they communicate the problems that they want to solve in their marketing is something that is like it's not seen. People don't do this, and I think it's a huge insecurity. Uh, like, have, have you seen a lot of this? Absolutely, man. And that's a great way to open it because. Um, you know, you just got me thinking back uh, to when I was first starting. It was everything that I saw um, every single day was, you know, talk about what people want, talk about giving them what they want, giving them what they want. And um, I don't know, there was just something in me that felt it was wrong. It felt like what you would say when you're inexperienced in creating your own clients and you just are playing with the 3% of the market that are ready to buy. And you actually don't get the game that the real game that you're supposed to play, which is create your own market. Talk about what you want to talk about. Tell them what they don't know. And it's like polarizing when they do. And we look at that as like, oh, they must have something different. No, it's like, that's actually what you're supposed to be doing. Um, that was a huge thing for me. An analogy that I always think about that I'm not sure if you implanted this or maybe it just came as the result of something you said a while back uh, when we were talking about signing up the right clients. Because I think at some point I was... Well, I definitely was at some point signing up clients just for the money um, or, or some of them, right? Where I was like, yeah, I can solve that problem even if I don't necessarily align with you, your goals and how I want you to work in my business, um, I, I I'll sign you up. And it was a massive integrity breach because the way that I used to look at it was like, it was not integrity breach within them. I just needed this one analogy to change everything and it, it was, it's like, when you tell yourself, I want to find a girlfriend and fall in love, but you still fall in a trap of fucking finding lust and not actually pursuing the real thing. And it's like agency owners 
save and tell themselves that I'm going to fall in love, I'm going to fall in love. Essentially, finding the right client is, in a way, falling in love, right? Like, I know that when you brought on um, some, like, you know, when, when I joined the business, which, by the way, for any listeners, I was actually a client of Chris's turned into a client success manager. And when I joined the business, I actually fell in love with the clients, right? Because it was, it was a mesh. So that was a huge thing for me that I realized. It's like, when I'm going to call from now on, is it like, is this a lust thing? Or do I actually love this? Which is interesting. Yeah, that's the, that is interesting. And, like, I, I, I kind of feel that... It's it, it's it, it, it's something you said before about it comes back to problems, right? And I think one of the biggest breaches of integrity that I am personally familiar with myself in this stuff is that I don't think many people know what problem they want to be solving for clients. So they solve the problems they, they think that the clients want solved. And that's where the breach of integrity comes in and they never choose the problem that they want to solve for someone. And that's why they end up in a position where they put themselves out on a limb of doing something they don't really want to do. And they actually end up hating the business, taking on shitty clients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because mm-hmm. like I've even noticed, like one of the biggest things that we work on with people is like, fuck, even like questions that when, when, you, when, when you and I are talking, right? You ask a question, I'm like, what problem does this question solve? Always. <laughs> Always. Right? Like, what, what, what problem does this question solve? Um, if anyone listened to the episode on this that I did last week by myself, it was like, uh, I use like the, the window shopping analogy versus going directly to a store to buy something, right? Like the intention is different than the idea of finding a problem and asking someone to make an offer around that problem is highly intention focused and, integ- and in- within integrity of actually helping that person. And when it comes to your marketing, if you don't actually uh, choose the problems that you want to market around, and like, if if you think about it, this conversation right now fits within the category of uh, me enjoying talking about marketing, right? Like, I have I have three main topics I, that, that I'll talk about the most. I talk about like uh, marketing, I talk about sales, and I talk about uh, like sales as a sales process. I mean. And then uh, pipeline, because no one else fucking does. But then I have category number four, which is operations, leadership, client success, um, and recruitment all buckled into one. And I typically talk about one of those topics every four weeks, because the thing that draws most people in is typically the how do we make more money? And then the thing that keeps people around is the how do we build assistance around it, right? so that's why, like, I, I, I do it within that, uh, I guess, frequency of each. Because people want it, people want the um, the dopamine hit of, like, how do we make money, Chris? And then they want the, okay, cool, now that we have money. If I don't, if I don't tune them into the, okay, now we can fix the systems, operations, leadership, client success, uh, like, operations and systems problems, they tune out and they go, like, cool, like, I don't need you anymore. Right. And uh, to add, like, dude, this is a massive marketing opportunity, like, lesson for people um, because there's a lot of clients and including myself, when before I, I had met you, dude, one of the things that attracted uh, myself to, to work with you then was your marketing first addressed the first problem that was in my mind 
and in future pace it by talking about the next problem. So that created the security within me to be like, oh, like I can actually, I can go on a journey with this guy. I remember thinking this because what I was doing is I was tired of like, I guess to use the girlfriend analogy, I was tired of one night stands. Right. And I was just like, let me find a girlfriend. Let me find somebody that I'm actually gonna go on a journey with. Yeah. And and that, when I actually like saw you in the journey, it was the perfect way of understanding. It was like, okay, I now also want to learn this. Right. It's interesting. And like, it's kind of what I try and curate within our marketing. Yeah. Because my intention is always to market within the integrity of the actual problems that I want to solve for the people that I want to work with. Not the problems that they want solved, but the problems that I want to solve for them. There's a huge chalk and cheese difference between the two of them, right? And, uh... Just been some like high-level sophisticated marketing game right now, which some this might go over some heads. I'm gonna try and do it in this in the simplest possible way, but like it might not at the same time. So I don't know. Um, the way in which I do it is like if we serve the if if we serve people by solving the problems of like generating opportunity, using the sales process to convert them in the most high likelihood way in using our offer linking mechanism as an example and then using pipeline to keep clients or like nurture people forever until they become a client so you never have this like are they gonna are they not gonna buy or die fucking curiosity etc etc like for me the way in which i typically tend to choose the integrity based things is like these are all problems they need solved but then i think okay cool if someone and this is where, like, that conversation with Tell was coming in. He was like, you know, we're getting people that are in shitty stages. I'm like, cool, like, so, like, you know how you talk about clients who are trying to get from zero to ten? Like, that's yeah. why you're getting clients who are broke, who are yeah. broke right? 100%. Um, and, like, that's okay, right? But you also want to consider the fact that, like, even if you just change the problem that you're solving for that person, and you talk about it through the context of like, instead of using language of getting it from zero to ten, how about you just talk about like fixing their, um, the, the, the fact that they don't have sales calls in the calendar, or if they do have sales calls in the calendar, like fix the show up rate issue, right? Like if you fix the show up rate issue, like the only person who will, who will opt in to a show up rate issue problem is someone who is experiencing like, I'm booking calls but no one's showing up. Right. Right? So like it's a more sophisticated someone who's further down who's already doing the things you need them to do that is experiencing a problem who is already putting the work in but they're just struggling with it. And for me, the way in which I choose to market and I choose to market is I look at it from who is it that I want to be working with? And for me, it's always someone that's already on the journey, not someone who wants to start the journey, right? I always look at it through the lens of like, who's on the journey right now and what problems are they experiencing? And for me, the landscape I look at it through is like, what problems am I experiencing? What problems are the people that I know who are, who are peers of mine or clients that we've worked with? Like, what problems have they come to me and say, I'm struggling with this? while being on the journey as opposed to starting the journey. Because somebody starting the journey saying like, I have no appointments at all. Somebody who's on the journey saying, uh, I have 40 appointments and some of them suck. And how do I get them better? 
right? Someone who is on the journey when it comes to sales might say, I have, I have no sales goals. Someone who is, sorry, someone who started the journey might say, I have no sales goals. Someone who's on the journey it will say like, you know, my show up rate is only 50% and I want to get up to 75. Because if I do, like, that means I'll, cl- like, based on my current close rate, I'll, I'll sign another three clients a month and that's just, that's an extra 30 grand, right? Like, the, 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 the way in which I chose this stuff is I started looking at, like, what problems do I want to solve? And it's always on the way problems, not getting started problems. And this is where I think a lot of people meet the integrity breach of things they don't want to do because they want to start talking about things that are like, ooh, shiny, TikTok. Ooh, let's talk about fucking SaaS. Ooh, people like this stuff now. When in reality, what you don't care about is TikTok or SaaS. You want people to buy the thing you already want them to buy. What you aren't good at is getting them to understand that you understand the stage of business that the person you want to actually sign up is at. And maybe you just don't know how how to articulate that's the person that you want to talk to. Or you're too scared to, 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 to have that communicative based conversation with that type of market because you feel that you're too scared of like all the people that you won't be able to work with them. Yeah. You're disqualifying before you even. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And this is, it's interesting because as you say this, I'm listening to it and uh, like just trying to do my, to just genuinely be there, but at the same time, I can't help but have. Full triggered on memories of myself going through this. <laughs> give, um, give me an example or two, please. Um, so, one of the one of the so I was in the mortgage space uh, prior to working with you, right? And one of the things and challenges in the mortgage space is, um, you know, these guys mainly rely on referrals. So the difference it's like I am looking to build referral relationships, and then it's like I'm looking to actually get better at or deepen the relationships. Totally different set of problems. One dude is like almost if you have no experience with referral stuff, you actually can't help him because he has a level of like skill and sales training and mindset changes around that. That is like a starter problem. And what I didn't do initially is look at them as two different problems. Right. This fucked up my delivery and my client success rates immensely. How so? Um, so what, what it created is number one, in addition to the actual core service, right? It saves the initial problem of like getting you in front of the realtor, getting you in front of a referral partner. There is the follow-up problems, which is like how you're gonna follow up, how you're gonna track the systems, how you're gonna nurture him. And the challenge was that if somebody has actually done some referral stuff, like if you've been an experienced mortgage broker, you know how to nurture the relationships. Like you're, you're used to sending the gift, sending the welcome letter, saying hi to them, giving the call, getting deep with them, because you understand that like emotional connection is key to like getting somebody to trust you to send a referral. If you're new, you don't fucking get that, right? You just get like sales and selling. You hop on those calls and you start selling to those people when you're trying to build a relationship. So you may actually get, you may get the service delivered successfully and you may show up to receive the service, but because of the filter in which you're looking at the service and how do you use it, you're actually not going to succeed because of it. And that was a huge fucking like, fuck, like I need to actually make sure that the journey and I'm signing up the right people based on where they're at in the journey. And then that's what I, that, like, that's what I got so deep into that stuff and really loving client success um, and to figure that out. And, and what I noticed is once I actually changed it to be like, you know what, I'm only going to sign people up who actually know how to do like the relationship building and I can just solve all the other stuff, I went from 30 to 70%. Because I remember coming to you and being like, dude, is it normal that I only have 30% of people like succeeding, succeed defined as like actually creating the right ideal outcome? Like most people would make some money, but like 
you know, they make their money back, but like, I want to create successes. And, and it wasn't until I just find the right people for the right product, the people that I want, the problems that I wanted to solve, right? That's what it went to 70%. I didn't actually change the business. And that was the biggest, like, holy fuck. I was about to spend six months changing the business. Yeah. Um, like last summer. Or, or sorry, this summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a huge difference. Uh, sometimes it's as easy as, uh, like, the smallest shift, right? Like, because what you just said, it just validated, like, the on the way, on the way versus versus starting like sorry on the journey versus starting the journey right and sometimes it's as easy as thinking like cool so um hypothetically and this is a, a huge hypothetical let's say you run a, uh, a like a lead gen company that works with contractors right um you can say cool i can get you leads well like, i'm just using that as a hook right like cool fantastic you could just change the hook to i can get your team leads and you change the whole, whole thing. thing because the only person listening to that is someone that has a team too. Right? One out of one word changed the whole thing. So like one word changes the whole like uh, viewer's perspective of you. And by definition of viewer, I mean like person who's reading your marketing messages as you're scrolling through. And then if you think about the experiences of someone who has a team who is sitting there with their head in their hands going like, Johnny isn't doing very well at the moment because we need more opportunities. And if I don't get Johnny more opportunities, Johnny's gonna leave and go to work for Aaron's fucking contracting business because we just don't have the actual jobs to, to help him out with right now. Yeah, or he can't afford to pay his mortgage or like especially in that Whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. because the, 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 the you know, one man band contractor versus the dude that has a fucking crew of 20. Like, they, they have different things that are keeping them up in the middle of the night. 100%. That, 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 that they're going home and, and speaking to Stacy, their wife, about saying, like, man, like, Johnny's having a hard time and I don't know how to fix his problem for it. 100%. But then I met fucking Michael, who says that he can get leads, but like, not only can you get leads, he, he kind of understands the stage that I'm at. He understands the severity in which this is a problem. And he also understands that um, the next problem that I was experiencing is that, like, these guys are having a hard time dialing those numbers at the same time, too. And that he actually created a sales script for us that helped us actually help our, help our team be better at converting these people at the same time, too. He realized that the first problem was that we couldn't get the opportunity, and the second problem was that the opportunity wasn't converting. And the third the, the third one was that they weren't spending enough money, so we changed the offer, then we did this and we did that. Right. And now you're speaking to someone who's spending upwards of five, six, seven thousand, eight thousand dollars a month in fucking in ad spend, plus giving you three or four grand in in in, in um uh in 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 management fees. And this is just for one or two things, guys. It's like, it's literally just going from speed, like, hey, get leads, to, hey, get leads for your team because you know they're suffering. Yeah. Um, and this is what I was talking about, like, uh, like we, we, we tell with the, like, the integrity breach of, of, of things where, like, uh, he, he, he was even saying, like, you know, talk about Facebook groups. I'm like, but, like, when you talk about Facebook groups, the reason why he wanted to talk about it is because like, they're hot right now. I'm like, that's why it would be hard. Because if you're talking about it because they're hot right now, what that means is that you're only still trying to find a way to get them to listen to you as opposed to just choosing the problems that you want to solve for them. Because if you 
right? <laughs> because if, 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 if all you're doing is just trying to choose the topics that are hot right now, all you're ever going to do is actually, and I hate using this word, it's so fucking like thrown around like it's a uh, you know what this word sounds like to me it's like someone throws it around to try and sound like they're really intelligent right <laughs> I know what word is commoditize yeah you're commoditizing your offer bro right it's not like they, they, yeah. they're saying like they're, like they're trying to sound like they're intelligent and I think it makes you sound like a fucking idiot yeah if you don't actually articulate yourself well and you just drop shit like that like you're yeah, just, like, you're like, just like, gonna sound like an idiot you, you just sound like a fucking fool right yeah, like, yeah, like be yourself um cause like you sound like a commodity um but <laughs> like the reality is right like when you're talking about the thing that's hot like, so are all the other monkeys in the industry, right? And if you aren't deciding to change your perspective, like, change your communication to something that you actually want to, like, that you will get up every day and talk about and want to fucking talk about. And my, if memory serves me correctly, like, I had this conversation and, like, he's like, oh, fuck, we need to talk about, like, the inner the, the inner issues of, of someone when they're actually setting their appointments. Like, that's what I fucking love. And I'm like... So, so, so talk about that then. <laughs> like solve that problem. Yeah. And you know what's what's wild is um, the, the, uh, for people who are obviously not uh, in our client family, um, this individual has, from getting the actual freedom and permission to go and actually talk about those things, has booked the most sales calls he's ever booked in a week. And it's the most aligned effort of sales calls too. Like if, some, if memory serves me correctly, before they started, they said like, "Yeah, we're working like two a week," and now they, they did like eight, like eight, three days. Yeah, and they signed two clients. Yeah, <laughs> and there's got a bunch of people that are still making offers too. Um, yeah, oh, that, 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 that's, that's a complete different can of worms to open up. Oh, where it's like, yeah, the permission to just be you in like uh, when, when you're communicating. Yeah, that's that's a completely different can of worms. So you know what? I I, I got an, I have a question that I want to ask. Is you. it an, is it based on integrity breach? Yeah, it's 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 based on the conversation we're already. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, not not the size stuff. Um, so along the lines of like solving the problems in the like the ones that you want to solve when somebody's starting out. Um, and, and let's just say they have some skill, right? And they're an agency owner or, or a marketing company, whatever it is. Um, I almost think that it's, it's better to be, it's, it's more within integrity to just find one skill and then go find really companies that are already on their way and just solve the skill for them. And I always thought that would be more ideal than trying to help the people that are starting out. And it's almost like everybody in the fucking market thinks like, I'm going to go work with the real estate agents just starting out because, you know, like we may go grow up together and, and I'm going to help a bunch of people who are just starting out. And it's like, dude, nah, that's just an insecurity thing. Yeah. Okay. That, like that, that, that's just, uh, um, who else was speaking about with this the other day? Uh, another client who was, uh, expressing to me that like, he was too scared to work with people that were already ahead of him because he felt like he had his like he was an imposter, like he Holy wasn't Nick. like he wasn't good right. enough to, to to speak with people who were ahead of him. Right. So when people say like, "Oh, I just want to work with like you know, like I'm starting out, I want to work with someone who's like who's starting out," that's just a huge insecurity thing. You're just scared that then that they're going to see you as a fake. Yeah. That you're not good enough or whatever yeah. it is, right? And like I think that the way in which I communicated this with our client was like, um, what was it? It was like. Dude, you, you got to think about it. When you go to a doctor, um, like it doesn't matter how much money you make versus how much the doctor makes. 
like you could be a billionaire. Like the doctor you go to doesn't have to be a billionaire. If you walk in and say, I've got a broken arm, can you fix my arm? Right, because like I think the, the 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 fear that people have around stuff like that is like, but what if they know more than me? What if they end up fucking calling me a fake? Or what if they end up saying that I'm a fucking, uh, I'm an imposter, blah, blah, blah. When even if, like even if you break an arm and you're a sports like fucking physiotherapist, you know how to rehab this shit. You know how to fucking like, you could cast yourself up. And know how to rehab yourself if there wasn't any like surgical needs needing to be done. But you still go to a hospital or to a doctor because they're the fucking professional to fix the problem that you're experiencing. Because you know that you're out of bounds. You are out of your own realm. You might know how to do it, but you also know that you should not fucking fix your own problems like that. And you should go to someone to actually get that problem solved. Because if you don't, there's a slight possibility that you might fuck it up. And my my suspicion is that a lot of the uh, desire to work with someone who's starting out, and like, I, I don't know how often this happens, I'm not fucking sure, but like, my suspicion is that it's just an insecurity of the imposter like coming up and like, they'll, they'll ex- like, I'll feel exposed if they think I'm not as professional as I'm uh, perceiving that I am. Yeah. Right, but this also happens. Like, forget beginners. Like this, this happens to people that are at like thirty grand a month already. Like they're, they're, right. and they're like 30, 40, 50. They're like, I can't work with someone who's doing like eight figures. I'm like, why not? Because they're like, oh, because someone's better than me. I'm like, can you solve the problem for them? Though? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like, do they have the problem that your your service can solve? Because if so, like, you're just the, the the doctor that's fixing the the broken arm for them. That's all it is. Like, like, run it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 run, run it the fuck up, literally. Run it, run it the fuck up. Like, um, what yeah. makes you ask the question? Like, did, did that give you the answer? Like, that, 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 that is perfect, dude. Because that, that was something that I struggled with, uh, personally, and I, and I had a lot of. Do friends. you think that was what it was for you? Yes. Okay. Hundred percent. Just the imposter side. Hundred percent. And and it wasn't until I gained confidence in my ability to solve the problem that I was like. I don't give a shit. He could be a fucking billionaire if you have this problem. I'll solve it. Yeah, I don't um, care anymore. Yeah, and it took me time, and obviously time under your coaching to get that confidence. And one of the things I guess to bring this back around integrity breaches, uh, which would be around signing those clients up, is um, when you're setting expectations, especially around what you're delivering, and maybe even this is before making the sale, uh, before getting the, the actual like cash collection on the sales call, uh, which all you motherfuckers should be doing is uh, your promises. And I think that's where, like, the little stuff is what hurts us more than so the Give me an stuff. example of where they're fucking up, or where you perceive yeah, they're dude. fucking up. Oh yeah, we can get your ads up running in a day. Like, <laughs> the integrity breach that you do, like, think of- Well, some people can. Well, some people can, but like- Like, you, like dude, like, most people like that, but like legit, right? Like, you, you work with a contractor, like, dude, you can get a lead format up in no time, or you can get a up like that, that, that afternoon. 100%, like, I, I agree. In fact, I think at the standard that we're playing at, if you have a standardized and productized lead gen offer, you should be able to get it up in three hours during working hours, right? Easy. Um, but it's, it's the, the challenge is most people's offers don't allow for that, which is a whole different can of worms. So let's just continue solving the problem based off that current offer, right? Is that, let's say you have these other components and creative parts that take you time to set up. And most people will create these promises 
um, that they'll get it done faster. And it's not just like the promise on the big problems, but it's like little promises that you can find. Oh yeah, we can, we'll send you that email here. We'll send you the email. It's like all these little shit that you add up for unmet expectations. And they're essentially you lying to yourself to just, you know, be the hero of the call right there. Um, and it comes down to a boundary thing too, though, I think a little bit. And it's, it's like, when I look at it, it's like, you're not just fucking up yourself and the client. You're also fucking up your son and your family and your wife by saying all this stuff because that's the five minutes you're not you're losing with them that's you know the the sense of peace that you're not going to have that night because you said you're going to do something and you're not doing it that night and you're going to have to wake up extra early um, and I think more than like um, identifying the big stuff because it can be hard sometimes it's just like little little things day to day you know it's like say when, when you first click the snooze in the morning you first integrity breach of the day. If you start your day off that way, mm. you know that it's like odds are all the little things are gonna go unknown. I snooze all the time. <laughs> I, I fucking know you do. I snooze, but I get up when I want to get up because I intentionally I intentionally set the fucking alarm <laughs> before because um, I'm a fucking piece of shit <laughs> and I and I know if I need to be up at eight thirty, my alarm's at seven fifty. You gonna be at the, at the meeting on time? <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, uh, if it's an 8 a.m. meeting, I gotta, I gotta. Uh, yeah. Like, no, I'm a piece of shit. I need, I need, like, I'm, I'm the four alarms before the meeting. Right, <laughs> um, right, right, right. Yeah, right. No, that, 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 that makes sense. The, the, I think that like the, the, yeah, the small bridges of integrity within that are, are pretty huge. But I think that the. The main point that I was trying to make with this uh, specific episode is more like the marketing integrity breach of most people make yeah. is, is, is trying to sell the person the, the thing that they think that they want, mm. right? Because if I did that, right, I'd be selling uh, fucking GHL workflows, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'd be selling Twilio numbers. I'd be selling fucking like... Yeah. Uh, I have templates. And yeah, cold emails. Fuck, like, but but that's but that's not what I want to sell. Yeah. And this is why when people look at our offer, they're like, "We were just drawn to you." I'm like, "Yeah," because I'm not fucking. I'm like the the anti sorry, uh, sorry, automation antichrist, <laughs> right? Like, um, that doesn't mean that I don't like automation. It just means that I don't choose automation first, mm. right? Like. Um, like I choose to make sure the system works before I put automation in there. Yeah. Um, what do you think causes this or creates this breach? Like from the marketing angle of giving what they want, is it like a- Never choosing what they want to talk about. Never choosing the problem they want to solve. Never uh, realizing that they actually, like their job is a problem solver. Never realizing that, um, no, no. Never, never investigating and interrogating the problems that they do solve. Never uh, reviewing, like even their existing, past, current, future clients' actual problems that were solved for the person. So, by by definition, and as an example, yeah, we just get leads for people. No, you don't just get leads for people. No, you don't solve this. Like what you actually do is you make sure that the sales team of that contractor's company never goes a day where they're sitting there talking their thumbs going like, where's our next job coming from? Mm. Right, like, 
you're not just solving the problem of like, uh, like it's actually most, most people don't know they're solving a problem. It's like, yeah, like our offer is 30 appointments. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but my suspicion is that most of these people just don't know that they are problem solvers. Yeah. Or that's not actually, oh, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Most of these pro- people aren't problem solvers. It's not that they don't know that they're problem solvers. It's that the integrity breach is that one which within where they're actually trying to solve their own problems, not right. someone else's problems. The market's problems. Right? They're trying to solve their own problems, which is like, I want to make money, so I'm going to pick something that they want done, as opposed to picking the thing that you want to do yeah. and going about it that way. You know who I think does this quite well? They just have a hard time articulating this stuff? Web designers. They always say, I just want to build websites, bro. It's mm. all I want to do. I just want to build websites, bro. Yeah. Let's have a hard time selling their service. Fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, and my suspicion is like, what we've dealt with some is because they just don't see what problem is solved. They can't they they, the they, they they end up being the creative as opposed to the fucking, uh, the, the, the problem solver. Uh, but at least like one, one, uh, one really interesting like competitive advantage they have is that at least they chose the fucking like the like the, the thing they wanted to do right like yeah because it's it's possible to be on both sides because I think we have clients that are on both sides like we have clients that their main thing is website like Garrett for example yeah um, and Garrett like I shout, did. Shout, I... shout out my dude like this dude does it well with problem solving for him you know and they're a lot like you know what I mean like he. He has a lot of he has a lot of demand. He sells at an incredibly high ticket, and he actually just like, ten grand or fuck off. Yeah, ten grand. Or fuck <laughs> off. He's actually you know genuinely fairly priced, maybe even still underpriced. Yeah, and I he, think he's under forty. And he does it for the problem solving. Right? He generates opportunity. He gives him the frame. And he talks about leads. He doesn't say fucking WordPress. I've never heard him say WordPress SEO. I don't even know what platform he uses. Who gives a shit? I have zero clue. At all. And I've seen the other clients that, like, when they started, obviously, we, we educate people on the problem-solving frame, but, like, when they started, all they're saying is that I help real estate agents build WordPress websites. <laughs> and it's like, fantastic. So does 17,000 other people. <laughs> Farris is saying this with two thumbs up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you guys can get, like, a, like, an illustrative picture of what's happening. And he wasn't saying it in, a, in, in, in anything but a hyper-smart-ass turn out <laughs> the most like Canadian smart ass as, as smart ass as a Canadian can go without saying oh sorry yeah sorry, oh, sorry about that sorry, eh? <laughs> but like the integrity breach is a real thing huge um but like majority of all by my uh by my exposure to it is that they just never pick the problem that they want to solve and they have a hard yeah. time communicating that to the market and that's why they take people on who is shit or they get people on sales course who are consistently shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think they should do to fix it? Um, so I'm not going to say just come work with us <laughs> because I will just say maybe you don't have the money to invest in a high ticket program but honestly like if you just join the Facebook group um, which if you aren't in that, like you'll literally see content that could get you to a point to work with us. Um, I, I have the unbiased uh, place of saying that I was a client. I'm not just a team member. So I was actually a client and I have been in multiple programs. That said, I think what they should do to start with is uh, they should go talk to their fucking market. 
Ah. And they should actually. What would they ask? Um, well, the first thing is understanding their business. So, tell me a little bit about how you currently sign clients. Uh, how many how many deals are you getting from? Just going through literally the qualifying process of understanding where they get their business, how much of that they're doing, and then looking at their sales process of their tracking. And then next up is understanding where they're trying to go, and then mapping out specifically based off what what they're currently doing, um, the actual obstacles that they're facing. And then you you get a good picture of like okay. These are the problems now. So, 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 uh, based on those things you just said, yep. Like, run me through if if I was an agency that was dealing with real estate agents, what would they? What do you perceive that they would discover from those questions? Ooh, okay, cool. Cause, so, because this will give them an example of what they should be looking for or hearing or whatever it is. Too hundred percent. So, um, having been in real estate space, I can actually give some good contextual answers. Most people would say, yeah, man, I'm currently getting most of my business from word of mouth, B&I, networking groups, uh, referrals, um, and then maybe they do a bit of cold marketing flyers. That's the average agent. Very rarely you find them do digital marketing. Some of them will do social. So they'll tell you that this is what I'm doing. I'm doing the referral stuff, word of mouth stuff. Fantastic. It's still a good place to start. Reinforce that. And then you really just want to be asking them, like, how many of that do you have? Because one of the biggest challenges is just like with real estate is if they're under like one, two deals a year, you actually should not work with them because the drop-off is just, this is for all businesses, If the drop-off is too high. Okay, cool, I'm looking for people that are doing like one deal a month. Like they're actually making like at least 80K a year from this. Um, and then once- Which I, is still super low. Like, which is still super low, Yeah. right? But there are a lot of people that are part-time agents, um, part-time contractors, part like, it's not a real business owner to sign up. It's really hard. Um, so once I know that, okay, they actually get it full time. And then the next question to help me on trying to find the problem is, okay, so you get in business here. This is how much you do per month. Say you do a deal a month, you do 12 months a year, uh, 12 deals. Then I want to understand specifically, um, what, 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 what actual, would you want your business to look like three, four months from now? Uh, and he's like, okay, I want to go to three, four deals a month. Fantastic. Um, what do you see as the biggest obstacles getting in your way? And for a real estate agent, what it is going to be for them, because the real estate transaction is like super uh, involved. There's a lot of things you got to do. And a lot of those agents are just like, in the same way the web designers are like the creative people, not like the business, super business people. The real estate agents are like the super people, like house, like they love the real estate more than a lot of them than the sales. So they'll want to spend a lot of time there. And that's where we're like, okay, well, what we got to look at are the things we got to remove away. And typically the problems you want to solve is creating opportunities for them with lead gen and then actually doing some some, some follow-up and appointment setting done for you stuff. And, and those two things, those two problems, if you were to frame it in the right way, uh, would actually be worth a six-figure problem for them if you actually know how to position it right. Meaning that this is something that could be like, you know, cr- creating um, at least 5K a month for you if you do it right. Um, like two to five k, right? Depending on, on your skill level, and really, those are the two next problems. And then after that, all you're looking at is probably like tracking, making sure that he's converting at the right level. Like you don't got to be a genius to make sure that this guy is taking a call, setting the right discovery appointment, simple sales, simple uh, standard sales process, and then doing a listing appointment or a buyer's appointment or whatever. You know, the second stage to 
close the deal. And most agents literally don't do all this shit. And most agency owners have no fucking idea that they don't do all this shit. They just send them leads and then they think that they just suck in sales and they don't actually investigate. So what I would be doing is I would get in getting on these calls and I would literally just be like, ask the one question. I'm like, okay, cool. Tell me more. Tell me more. And I would be writing all this down. And in fact, I would treat every fucking sales calls and a discovery call as an interview and write all this shit down because personally what I did in mortgage is after I had a hundred calls, fucking, I got it. Like I understood it. It was down to these same problems. They need to generate more opportunities and this could either come from running ads or doing more referral stuff. They need to be better at closing opportunities, which is going to come from doing more consultative selling, which is like just scripts and training. Right? And they need to fucking track and review this shit so that they can eventually hire somebody to do it for them and they know how to coach to that. That's it, right, for the real estate world. And it wasn't until I like framed it this way that my sales conversions on my sales calls and, and as a real estate agency owners went from 20 to 50%. Because people felt like they were, like, I was actually solving problems. So that, that's how I would be approaching it. And I would be and right th- now. That's with them looking for what problems they want solved, right? But yeah. What about if they're sitting there thinking about, like, because the integrity breach isn't necessarily about what problems they want solved. The integrity breach is more around, because that's fantastic for finding out the specific problems that they want solved. Right. But what about what you want to solve as a problem? Like, what about, like, what, like the problems that you want to wake up and solve on a daily basis? Right. Right? Because, like, my my, my, uh, my belief is that it's, it's, it's two different things. Agreed. Right, because if like again, if 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 I were to communicate with agency owners, they would say I want to learn how to use go high level better. Mm. I think what it come to, what it came down to it was creating this research, put in an opportunity where I could actually pick and decide what opportunity number one I want to solve, number two is profitable. Uh, because when I before I was picking based off what I thought I knew. And now I get to pick on hard data. So I'm looking at the market. I'm looking at the actual problems that are going on. And then I'm like, well, I don't really want to solve this one right now. And they can still get it solved elsewhere. I can refer them. Like, whatever. I can build skill for that. But you know what? I'm fucking excited by the idea of generating opportunities for people and helping them with follow-up. And I have the skills to do that. Plus, it's profitable because if I generate this much opportunity for them and they close at a standard conservative level of this, I can actually charge a service that would be incredibly profitable. That's how I did it. That's how I pretty much did it. Like, I, I, I changed my, like, I had no absolute loyalty to my service. It just changed based off my understanding of, like, as I have a better, more sophisticated understanding of the market, then I started to craft what I wanted to do. I was creating my perfect service and it came out of that research, which was kind of an interesting discovery for me. Yeah, I think my my my, uh, my, my point of view on it is, which is good, it, it's so different. Really? Yeah. Like By elaborating? Yeah. What do I want to be known for? Mm. Yeah, that's a very different way of arriving at it. Right, like, but like the way I write it, it's like, what do I want to be known for? Mm. And then the other one is like, because uh, I always think about daily life, daily life experience, right? Like, because uh, like I do not want to wake up talking about automations, GHO, <laughs> Twilio, right. like that. That makes me that the way that makes me feel is like, uh, like I'm in the principal's office at school, getting told that you're about to get expelled. Yeah, 
Like that's that, that's how that makes me feel, right? So like my, my, my two questions to myself are like number one is like what do I want to want to be known for, and like number two like on a daily basis like what what are the conversations that I want to be having on a daily basis? What 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 does it sound like? Like what what um what questions are the people who are coming to me that I'm going to be working for, working with, or serving or solving the problems for? asking me right like what what celebrations are they saying that we did this because of what right um and instead of it going from a what does the market want approach or went to a like what do i want to be talking about on a daily basis approach right and then i chose to utilize the what i want to be known for and what i want to utilize sorry I, I, I married the what do I what do, what do I want to be known for with the what topics do I want to be talking about on a daily basis? What questions do I want to be asked? What uh, questions do I want to be asking? What do I not want to be talking about? Like I, I, I make it really clear that I don't want to be talking about fucking like unnecessary GHL things or whatever it is, right? Like right. Um, all these things where I'm like so, trying to identify like the. The, the, the thing that makes my own in, like inside spark up because you might have that real estate and say yeah we want leads I'm like hey that doesn't make me feel good though mm. that doesn't make me get up and go fuck yes let's go um, and what's interesting is that the second that I, I started operating from the what do I want to be known for what 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 like when I'm talking to my colleagues or to my clients or to the market or in my marketing or in my content marketing or um, at a fucking dinner table with, with, with people I haven't seen in fuck knows how long and they ask the question as to like what is it that you're doing and like or the, the content I'm creating or the, the conversations over these people like what what what, what do I want to be talking about mm. what a fantastic filter uh, and and, and, yeah. and then once I've uh, chosen those, then I get the, the the opportunity to identify out of those things that I want to be talking about, like what are the problems that are solved by the things that I want to be talking about. So for me, it always came back to like marketing, like micro offer millions is a product that no one. Like I think the only person that's close to it might be Todd Brown with his like unique mechanism stuff. Oh. Um, right. But I don't think that anyone out there speaks anywhere as deeply around Not the micro deep. offer oh. opportunity stuff that I can have our clients utilize and create. And then there's the offer linking, which is like the way in which we do sales, right? Like the whole sales process within itself. Um, like these are the things that like no one but us can talk about because no one but me has decided that this is what I want to be known for and no one but like us in the market have chosen these things as the problems we want to solve and then I've thought about it from the angle of like if someone's on the way on the journey in these problems like what is it they're experiencing and that becomes my marketing and that's how my marketing doesn't breach integrity for me because I thought about it through the lens of what I want to be known for, what problems, sorry, what do, I, what do I want to be known for, and what do I want to be talking about on a daily basis? 
And then I just sorted everything through that. Yeah. Right? And if it didn't fit either of those, I, I, I just said no. Mm. Right? Like, if it doesn't turn our clients into millionaires and it doesn't talk about, like, the way in which we want to do marketing, the way in which we want to do off-looking pipeline or the way in which we do operation systems, et cetera, et cetera, it's not for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, 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 if it's all about Twilio numbers, cold email and something else, like, like I'm not your guy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Whereas if it's about, like, becoming a fucking a world-class influencer in your space, where if it's, if it's, if it's about building world-class systems and having, like, a really small team of people help make millions with you, and, and then having the best marketing in, in the fucking space, then, like, I'm your guy. Oh, uh, but like, if it's not about those things, like you, you're gonna have a hard time working with me. Yeah. In fact, it'd be unlikely that. You would. Excuse me. It'd be unlikely. Like, if you actually said that this is what you wanted, right? It would be out of integrity. Extremely out of integrity. Sign them up. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, the, yeah. with the integrity breaches. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Because like my um my uh. My interpretation of the way in which you answered the question was good because it means that the way you were actually trying to help the people listening uh, think about this things like how do I solve the problems they want solved, which is good. But how do you then marry that mm-hmm. with what I want to be talking about on a daily basis? Because if you can marry those two up and make them feel like a glove, you'll make millions. Make millions for sure. And I think I think what you just brought up is actually the first thing that needs to be considered then it's what problems to solve them. yeah I think you need to go top down you need to go you need to go like me what yeah. do I want what do I want what do I want to be talking about what do I not want to be talking about yeah and then go and communicate with the people and ask what they want right if it's not done through the filter of you first you will feel it'll actually be selfish uh not a I think it'd be um no you could be doing it in service you could be doing it like hey I'm here as like uh right like I'm here to, I'm here to help you right like um, yeah. Cause I can't imagine that you wake up and go, right. man, I can't. Like, I I would love to help my friends move couches, but if your buddy calls you up and say like, yeah, I'm gonna move a couch, I'm like, yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, there are some right? people that are genuinely, <laughs> but like, this is where I'm thinking like, if somebody picks it from a place of like, the market needs more marshmallows, or like this audience needs more marshmallows, so I'm gonna give it more marshmallows. And then it gets to a point where you're just doing the marshmallows for the money and you're not actually doing it for you anymore, which is funny enough, I had a similar combo with a client and that's where it's like, it's a bit selfish because you're just doing it for the money and not in their best interest. So you're helping them, you're not serving them kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, it's still serving them, right? Like this is where it comes down to like, who, like what are, like, who, what are you wanting to be remembered for? Yeah. Right? Because, like, if you just want to be remembered as, like, the guy who just, like, I just made money. Right. Very cool. True. Very no problems, true. right? Like, that, that, that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, versus the guy who, like, I, 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 my my, uh, my identity is one of which I intend and already do and want to continue to create millionaires in our clients. But also then within, within like, sorry, then within each of the people who are in the core, um, like, leadership part of our team to do the same with them. Like you included, right? Like that's what I want to be remembered for. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to be remembered for the dude that was able to do that and do it on the terms of my own as opposed to at the peril of uh, like 
a fucking SAS tool. <laughs> right. Stuck in their world. Out of the... I mean, you've obviously worked with hundreds of agency owners. You've influenced thousands. Um, so that's guess, crazy, hey. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Right? Because, like, we'd be creeping between, like, 230 to 250 clients that we've actually worked with. And, like, right. I wouldn't even know how many that I've actually, like... That have like different Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm getting hated a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm getting hated a lot lately. <laughs> and yeah, it, you know, yeah, I, th- I think that hate cut is a good thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Yeah, um, no, because there's a lot of few people, a lot of people that have obviously um, just done a lot of great stuff with your free content too, right? So. Yeah, that's there's true. There's definitely a lot of influence there, but what I'm thinking of is like out of all the agency owners that you've come across, like obviously you've taken the same amount of calls, and you've had team members that have taken, like you have data on this. So, um, where do you see most agency owners falling within? As it like, uh, Wait, so, sorry, re ask the question. Yeah, where do you see most agency owners, like what bucket do you see them falling in? Um, and the buckets here are defined as. The, I actually want to be known for something and there's like a significant portion of this where I'm just here to do the money to solve a problem. It's an interesting question. Um, it depends on which stage I get them at. Um, and it comes down, it, it, it actually starts at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Interesting. If they don't yet have their, uh, like their own needs met, like they're early on, like they're under, like, uh, like a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Right. Like, um, they, they don't know who or what they want. They just need to get money. Okay. Right. Versus someone who is like 20 to 30 K. Um, yeah, that's what it starts. That's when it sort of starts to like, you're, you're making, like you're making decisions then. Yeah. You want, like you're, you're, you're no longer in fight or flight, fear, despair, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and your question was like the ones that want to be like known and the ones that want to be like just money makers was was that the yeah. the, the, the two buckets the known and, and yeah. so known known and unknown um yeah interesting question i i would actually have to say 65 to 70% unknown 30 to 35% want to be known and this is also basically where they're at too yeah yeah. This is not based on the clients we've worked with, but based on the, the volume of calls that I've taken, yeah, yeah, based on the market, yeah. as opposed to based on the clients we've worked with. Um, if it was based on the clients that we've worked with, I would say 60% wanted, 40% didn't. Yeah, yeah. That would be my, my, my guess. Yeah. So they flip. Gotcha. Right? Um, my reasoning behind all of that is because I think that I see a lot of people who do or try to, to model the, the model that we help people with, like the actually becoming an expert, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's out of integrity for them because they never want it to be known. Mm. So they create content and they 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 uh, they put themselves in a position where it becomes a chore for them as opposed to a like a desire to shift beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They think it's part of making money, maybe. Yeah, they think it's a part of the money-making tool as opposed to the part like, hey, I'm here to change. Yeah. And change people. And, like, wh- whether you work with me or not, you're going to change some shit. Yeah. 
versus the ones that are like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm here. We're, we're already making money. Like I, I, I'm here to now actually like impact, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, it's very rare that I, that, um, sorry. I, I have found it being actually quite mutually exclusive where people are like, I want to change the world and make money, impact, etc. And we're about to lose it right now. Yeah, uh, sorry, we just got cut off there really, really quickly. Um, I don't think that they, like, that they are not mutually... So they are mutually... No, it, mutually exclusive means like they're, they're separated, right? Separated, yeah. yeah, so mutually exclusive, like the ones who say they want to make impact versus the ones who just want to like do it to pay some bills, right? Right. Like completely mutually exclusive. Has been my experience. Yeah. But the ones who like want to do the impact as the foundation are typically the ones that will build the biggest companies. Yep. Has been my experience anyway. That's why I love doing it through the like, uh, become an influencer yeah. methodology anyway. Like, does that, does that sort of answer it? 100%. It, it, it is. And I think there is a, there is a power in knowing which bucket you fall in. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no problem with either. Not at all. And I think more power to you if you have the ability to remove your pride for a second and actually just see what which one you are and design a life or a path that gets you closer to that and is more aligned and more integrity with that. Um, and that, that was a huge thing for me, I think, of at the beginning of saying that I don't want to be known. I don't want to like, talk this great, but I'm just trying to make my money and then I want to use that money to do this. Very quickly changed. And I see, uh, funny enough, I see clients that are experiencing this right now um, from having the challenges of like, you know, I don't want to put content because I wasn't that huge, the guy who always wanted to be known and stuff like that. But it's like, on the other hand, it's like, do you say you want all that impact? Do you say you want all the significance? Yeah. And it's like, it's going to collide at some point. You're going to make a decision and it's going to come down to whether it's in integrity or out. I think we're given enough, given enough away, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a way, enough, way too much free game today. And I love it because like I love doing it either way. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make an offer instead. Is, is it cool for making an offer now? Okay. Like I don't normally make offers on this thing. I actually don't. But like, um, if by chance you are someone who is already making money in, 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 in your like marketing fucking business right now, like you're doing at least 10, 10 to 20 grand right now per month, or have at least been there before, right? Um, and you're really fucking sick of dealing with like poor leads, like unsophisticated buyers, like people who don't actually have money and don't want to work with you forever. I think that not working with us would be ridiculous because we could, within a, a few small tweaks, in a few small weeks, change the complete state of your pipeline from people who are broke to people who will literally like beg you to take their money, who have teams who want their whole pipeline changed. And I feel like if you didn't do that, it would be ridiculous. And I'm not saying you don't like that you have to, but if all it meant was that you only got people who actually hopped on calls with you that wanted to pay you, 
and your close rate stayed the same. But just the people who got on the calls wanted to pay you and wanted to stay with you for the next the next year. Would it be worth it? Oh, right. Like the close rate can still be, stay at fifty percent, but these people don't leave in a month; they stay for twelve months. You you just went from a struggling business to a thriving business. Yeah, with like with Nothing no change, with no change, other than just some small marketing tweaks. Wow. Um, like, because the difference is like. You know, you, you sign these people up who are like fucking struggling. Like you, you keep them on for like a month or two, versus someone who's like already thriving and just needs the one percenters. Yeah. And you can just change that, like that small marketing sophistication shift, and then you keep these people for for twelve months. So instead of making three grand with these people, you actually end up making what, like forty, like per client. And like God, your closure, like your closure, it doesn't change it. Like nothing changes. Just, just, all the changes is the sophistication level of person you speak to and you actually find yourself in the breach of it like sorry you find yourself like within integrity in the way that you actually communicate with these people and the way in which you solve these problems with these people and then your lifetime value actually goes up by 10x wow same business different same business same effort same everything all that changes is the way in which you communicate in your marketing and that we can do in probably like not like 90 days you'd see a complete turnaround but we could probably do it in two weeks yeah right like we, we, we could give you the clarity in two weeks but you would see the fruits of that clarity um, within the 90 day period yeah. yeah and my, my suspicion is that even the clients you currently keep right now would, would level the fuck up against it at the same time as well so if by chance you think that would be something that you would like you know marginally consider you know only 10xing the, the lifetime value of the people you have in, in your business and instead of having to sign up like 10 clients a month you could sign like three up and keep oh, them forever what a big deal um, then you should totally reach out on on, uh, on on Facebook you can personally direct message me or you can come join our group and come even steal a, a whole bunch of our free assets around this stuff um, you're more than welcome please come and do all that but like if you'd like to work with us to help increase that small 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 shift in the sophistication of the way you do your marketing it changes the whole outlook of the way in which you guys do um, keep people and the, the length in which you keep them and the uh, the money in which they spend with you etc etc then reach out and uh, we'll speak to you guys about or we'll, we'll assess whether we think we can help you at the same time too and if, if we do then of course we're going to make an offer to you <laughs> um, but if we can't then like we, 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 we won't because it'd be out of integrity 100%. Um, that would be an integrity breach for us yeah absolutely um, but like we'd love to do that with you especially if you want to be known right like, if you want to be known then like you, you, oh, you, you, you you're you our guys right yeah um, irrespective like thank you for listening I know this is a bit longer than normal but it was just fun for us just doing it on the way out like, honestly on yeah. that drive on the way home definitely kill the time yeah 100% and uh, you heard it if you're tired of broke motherfuckers you want to talk to woke motherfuckers? Yeah. You want to uh, get it all done in a few tweaks in a couple of weeks? Then uh, don't uh, don't hesitate. We don't. I mean, we're kind of assholes, but like, uh, we don't bite. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, even if you just thought this was valuable enough to, to share with someone, do that. Um, appreciate the hell out of you, and uh, of course. As always, ask one favor irrespective. Just never set off a second best. Spit you also in a cave. Peace!